Hey everybody, it's Monday, December 5th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys. Kevin and Bull, they're going to discuss the winter meetings. A couple of key free agents came off the board today. We're going to talk about it, how it affects the Rangers, and how it compares with what the Rangers have already done. We're also going to talk about the bullpen. We're going to get in-depth on what they have and what's out there on the free agent market. And we're not going to talk too much about prospects today because, as you know, bullpens are very year-to-year. Join us today for Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome, everybody. This is the boy, Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys. I'm your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You can find me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That's Twitter and Instagram. And joining me, my co-host, the man with the beard that never ends, the man that is thinking about food right now and all the time, the 300-pound animal, also known as Bull. Bull, how you doing today, and how can they find you on socials, brother? Well, I'm doing fantastic, but uh, you said something about food, and that um, I started a juice cleanse today. So, so there's uh, um, I haven't had any food today, so you know I'm I'm wow. uh, I'm not thinking about food, or I'm trying oh. my best to not think about food. But anyways, I'm doing good so far, so good. I haven't uh, I haven't broke my fast just yet, so I'm doing all right. So we're we're now officially at 24 hours. So I'm doing all right. You can find me on Twitter at Manimal Bull, Instagram at Manimal 300, TikTok is still in the process, but I made waves on that today. Oh. And oh. if oh. you're really oh. interested. And being my friend, knowing where all my wrestling bookings are, you can go to Facebook and you can friend me. And in like three or four months, I will click that accept button and we will be friends. (laughs) Man, I believe that there's somebody out there listening right now who literally their whole goal is going to be to become your friend on Facebook. I hope so. I hope so. I need more friends. I need real <laughs> friends. People that are people that are not only going to be my Facebook friend, but also like buy me Jack in the Box on Wednesdays. Oh man, this is the ultimate bacon cheeseburger. Jesus. Ooh, oh. I was I was thinking, man. I'm like maybe like Wednesday mornings at Jack in the Box, and we can do the Supreme Croissant. Oh, yeah. Love that. Love that. Love All right, but let's stop talking about food. Let's stop talking about food. They don't have have jack-in-the-box out here in Florida. I haven't seen a jack-in-the-box since Texas, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's horrible, but in the other side, like, I can't can't go and just destroy uh, my diet either because it's – there's not a jack-in-the-box. And the bacon ultimate cheeseburger – will actually wake you up in your in your sleep and make you thinking about it. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think people are tuning in to listen to us talk about food, though we could do this all day. Um, you know, I, I will That's, that's going to be next, the, the Manimal and Kev <laughs> food podcast. Yeah, and the real question everybody really wants to know, but you're not going to tell them, is what, what kind of juice you're cleansing with. But, uh, no, we're, let's let's transition. I, there's some we, – our last show was probably – we were probably the most excited we've been as Texas Rangers fans. I still don't even been. believe he's on the team. I know. It's, it's hard to even believe it. 
And I think today, like, it's a good idea that we actually kind of roll with this momentum because there was um, a big, a big free agent signing of a starting pitcher today in, in relevance. There's also another big position player that got signed. And also uh, we are going about the Texas Rangers bullpen and, and really trying to see what, what's out there and uh, what, what, what might end up, what we might see in the pen this year. Uh, for the Texas Rangers. First, let's uh, this free agent talk. And uh, there was a big, big, a big, a big boost for the Texas Rangers, I think, um, in the division because there was a big free agent signing by the, I believe, the New York Mets. Uh, was that today? Yeah, the uh, Mets this morning, they signed uh, Justin Verlander to a two year, uh, was it 87 something, 87 plus? And then with a vesting option on a third year that I want to say starts at 20 maybe and can continue to work its way up from there. Wow. That might have actually been the uh, the Grom option. It starts at 20 and works its way up from there. I'm not 100% sure. Wow. Um, but they both have options. Three years. Um, Verlander coming off of Tommy John. You know, I mean – he was everything you you know you could only dream of him being in Houston last year and uh you know came back won a Cy Young pitched well helped him win a World Series you know I, I don't know I just I mean I can see why new the the New York Mets wanted to give him a lot of money and have him come on there I don't know it, it helps him for this year for sure does it put them in a position next year where Max Scherzer's opting out in his opt-out year because of the situation? Um, I don't know. You know, there's there's questions behind it, but the, at this time right now, I think the Mets are probably thinking that they got what they could to replace Jake DeGrom. And, and I mean, and, you know, uh, definitely probably putting on the happy face that they're upgrading or whatever, but um, I don't know. You know, I, I think, I think I still like the idea of giving five years to a 34 year old more than I like giving three years or four, two years to a 40 year old. Right. And a 40 year old coming off Tommy John. Um, yeah. That second year, you know, I read something today where uh, um, guys that are in their second year off of Tommy John, that threw 200 innings the year prior struggle. Um, and I know with the playoffs and everything that Verlander threw over 200 innings for sure. And he might've, yeah. he might've hit 200 innings in the regular season. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I mean, he probably threw, threw close to, you know, 215 innings this year, if I had to guess. Yeah. And I don't know how hard that is on, on coming back from Tommy John. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I feel like, you know, sometimes the guys come back and they come back slow, and Verlander definitely wasn't going to come back slow because he missed a, a whole season and a, and all the playoffs and stuff in 2020. So he wasn't going to come back slow in 2022 because he'd been out for over, you know, the 18 months or whatever. He was more like it. or I mean, he was more like 18 months instead of 12. Well, so I don't I know. Like, uh... I, I like what the Rangers did. I, I like this deal 
with DeGrom better. I'm 100% on board with. I'd rather pay a 34-year-old uh, for a longer contract. Uh, I do think, you know, the, I, I don't hate the deal either, though. I mean, I really – I wouldn't hate having Justin Verlander. Uh, but I also think if I had to choose between the two, regardless of contract, uh, I'm probably going with DeGrom just because I think there's a little more upside there. And I also think, like, there's a certain element, too, of just – I think DeGrom really wants to finish out his oh. career and really solidify that he's what I, I saw he can do that in Texas. What I saw a lot um after the signing that I saw was that a lot of people that were perfectly okay with Corey Seager and his injury issues last year but are are really worried about Jake DeGrom and his injuries this year where Jake DeGrom has had quite a few more full seasons of playing every, every fifth day than Corey Seager had had of playing every day. Okay. I feel like, yeah. I mean, I feel like if, if you were okay with the Corey Seager last, signing last year and weren't worried about his injuries, but you're worried about DeGrom's injuries, which, you know, it's, it's been shoulder, it's been elbow. It's never been the same thing. I think he had a little knee dislocation or something like that last year that set him back a little bit too. Like it's never been the same arm issue. He had a, a, a sprained UCL in 2021 that put him out for the second half of the season. Prior to that, I mean, the dude like was giving up an earned run every six starts. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I'm happy with the deal the Rangers made. I feel like the tech, I think they got the best free agent on hands down uh, any position uh, out there. I think they definitely did got the best. Could go on and on about it, but you bring up Corey Seager. There was another big signing player. Yeah, Trey Turner. Let me cut you. These um, yeah. Oh, that kind of you kind of broke in and out right there, so I didn't hear a lot of that question. But oh, okay. what I was going to say with Trey Turner is, is Trey Turner. It, I think, I think what it, this year will be his twenty nine or thirty season is going to is going to get eleven years guaranteed from the uh, Philadelphia Phillies with the no trade clause and all the bells and whistles that come along with three hundred million dollars. Wow. You're you're in and out, Kev. I can't. Uh, I didn't hear any of that. Uh, okay. Well, I can't say I like that deal better uh, than the Seager deal. I like the Seager. There deal you better. go. I think I do too. I mean, just the fact that Corey Seager was coming off of his age twenty-seven season or twenty-eight season, so. Like you're going to be done with that contract, and and Seager's going to be 38, and he's probably going to play more years in the big leagues post this contract. Now they aren't going to be at 30 million dollars, obviously, but I think he's going to play in the big leagues post this contract with the Rangers. Whereas I don't think Trey Turner. I hope he finishes it for the Phillies, but I don't know if that's going to be the case. I mean, I don't I don't know how Turner's going to evolve down the uh, down the stretch as he gets older as he goes through his 30s 
well, he's a speed kind of guy too, right? Like he's yeah, he's got he's got he relies a lot on his athleticism. Yeah, and he he's not a, a bopper. You know, he doesn't exactly have a ton of power, but he gets on base a lot, and I think he uses his speed when he gets on base. So as he gets goes through his thirties, some of the like his probably his batting average won't stay in the three hundreds, but it'll probably be somewhere close. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah. he's a, he's a good enough player where he, I mean, he hits for he hits for it with enough contact, and then he also you know draws his walks and gets on base. So he's not a uh, he's not a power hitting guy, but he can turn singles into doubles and and scores you know scores on everything from second base and is probably scoring on everything that's a double from first base. When he's a shortstop too, right? He is, yeah. Yeah, like forty year old shortstop man. Like Yeah, you don't hear about those. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean maybe again a lot of people were doubting uh Tom Brady, but we're talking about a generational guy. Um and not too many players in their forties, um, you know, without the help of uh, a cream that you put on your, your uh on your forearm, um uh, typically get better. Yeah, you don't you don't age career. up, right? Yeah, like I mean yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah. I think I think the moral of the story here, though, uh, Bull, is that we like what the Rangers did better uh, with the Degrom deal and with the Seager deal than the Phillies did with the Turner deal, and that uh, the Mets did with the Verlander deal. And I think time will tell, but I think we like what the Rangers did better. Yeah, definitely, I I do, but I think that the um, you know, it's all up in the air, and it's all based solely on guys staying healthy and playing out those contracts too. So, you know, you can't just put that in, you know, I mean, we'll always be reminded of Jacoby Ellsbury and the promise yeah. that he showed. Right. And right. how he maybe had 150 at bats in that whole contract. Right. Well, um, no, no, no smooth segue whatsoever from Jacoby Ellsbury to the Texas Rangers bullpen. But we had, once we started talking bullpen off the air, Honestly, things got really interesting. So I think this is going to be a really interesting segment. Um, and, and it really is important because I don't think you can have a long playoff run and have be a, a legitimate contender, um, especially in today's day and age of baseball, without having a legitimately good bullpen. You may not have to have the best bullpen in the league, but you have to have a solid, dependable bullpen. And we saw last year – we talked about it at length and on other shows that not run games, but they, it seemed like, they, it seemed like two or three times a week. And again, I know that feels probably more than it was that the Rangers were giving up a lead where they came out to, they had a big lead and the bullpen gave up a big lead and they'd end up losing that game. Uh, let's talk about the bullpen. Well, and what's, what do we got? And what sucks about that is, is the bullpen really, was not that bad last year. It was very poorly managed at certain points, I think. I think a lot of a lot of points it was very poorly managed. And I, I think that those are things that may go right out the window with a guy like Mike Maddox back in charge of your your pitching staff. I don't think it will be as mismanaged and I don't think I, I don't think that, you know, between Bochi and Maddox, they're going to allow it to get to a point where, you know, they start changing guys around in the middle of the year and asking for different things from people. 
almost every time they go out. And I think that's what happened last year with the Rangers was a lot of those pitchers that were, that were very successful for them in the early months of the year and keeping them in ball games whenever they weren't getting the, the run support and the, the, the uh, production from some of the big stars. They were keeping them in ball games early in the year. I mean, Mike Moore or Matt Moore didn't have an ERA um, over over one until maybe the end of May, and uh, you know Brock Burke really kept them in games, and and you know Brett Martin, he is what he is. He's a left-handed guy that don't put him in the closer role. Don't do let let him just go out there and get his inning and go and be that sixth inning, seventh inning guy or eighth inning ninth inning guy on the losing end of the of the of the of the thing and then when you get to the the back end they've got good arms back there but you know they're coming off of they're ailing arms you know they're coming off of tommy johns between hernandez and or jonathan hernandez and jose leclerc i mean both really good arms both guys that i think can get guys out in the big leagues and i think it could be a good eight nine it could be a good eight nine um, role for those two guys, but I'm not a hundred percent sure if that's exactly how the Rangers are going to roll into the year with it. I don't know if they're going to go out and maybe add a hand uh, or add one guy to maybe the bullpen, take their risks with uh, Taylor Hearn getting better, Spencer Howard add logging at, uh, innings out there in the bullpen, the Dane Dunning or Glenn Otto. Some of those guys may be logging more innings in the bullpen this year, and you know sometimes uh, I know that their 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 swing and miss rates don't exactly line up for bullpens. But I think if you get Glenn Otto throwing just fastball slider, maybe he would have a little bit more opportunity to get outs in the bullpen in a one inning situation, uh, gassing it up to to 95 instead of trying to get four or five, six innings out of them at 92. So I think there's, uh, I think there's guys that are going to find different roles this year and maybe be a little bit more successful in those roles, or we're going to find guys that, you know, fall off the 40 man roster and it'll be the next guy up. Yeah, I like it. And, and I, I, I'm with you. Like, I don't think the bullpen was that bad last year. And I, I think definitely, um, you know, there's a few names that I would definitely like to see them back again this year and see what they've got. I think LeClerc, for sure. I think they've got Hernandez slotted in as their closer. Called me earlier. And then I like the Brock Burke. Uh, I would like to see them bring back uh, Matt Moore. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but I'd like to see that. Uh, I do like the possibilities or the prospects of what, you know, the upside of a Taylor Hearn or a Spencer Howard. Uh, just because I think those guys have electric stuff, if they could just kind of find a way to to uh, you know get it Figure get it, it together, out. right? I think I think if they went with just what they have right now, I still wouldn't be too worried. But I just I just think it's I think once we talked about who's out there, uh, and we really started talking about the closer role and the fact that the Rangers are looking to contend, uh, I think. I think the couple of the closers you mentioned that are out there were really interesting to me because, again, who knows? I mean, worst case scenario, uh, Hernandez becomes just this dominant back end of the rotation guy. He becomes your closer, and you have this veteran that can maybe slide into that eight-inning setup role, and now you are just absolutely shutting the door on teams 
uh, at the end of the game, which I think is crucial if you're going to be a contender. And maybe just throw some of those names out there because you threw some really good names out there. Well, uh, I think it, it, that are available. it starts and ends with probably Canley Jansen is the best one out there. I think, in my opinion. I mean, as a guy that's done it for a lot of years, it's been successful, and I, I'm almost 100% positive that I haven't seen him, him sign anywhere. And then there's also uh, Craig Kimbrell, David Robertson, and then there's some guys that were closers in the past that, uh, you know, they're, they're, they've kind of fallen out of that um, maybe class, but they're still really, really quality um, relief pitchers and, and, you know, like, I think like maybe a Brad Boxberger type guy. Um, there's, there's other dudes that, you know, Chapman is a guy that's going to be on the market this year. He's kind of fallen out of favor with the Yankees. So he probably isn't going back there. And, uh, you know, he's kind of lost a little bit of his stuff and we're going to have to find out if he can learn how to pitch again. Right. Um, Zach Britton is another guy that's on that list that, you know, he's, he's only 35 years old. So it's not like he's some washed up old, never going to do it kind of guy. I mean, he's, a, he's still relatively, you know, young for those, those kind of closer back into the bullpen guys that are just, you know, have, have lived off a reputation and, 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 hanging around at three ERA, you know, the, like those kind of guys. Um, right. But there's other guys. I mean, Corey Knievel, or, uh, he's a guy that I like. Um, the, you know, they could take a chance and bring another guy, like Ian Kennedy back here. He worked mm-hmm. out pretty good in this bullpen. Uh, Adam Odovino is a free agent again this year. He's another one of those guys. He's got a crazy slider. Um, Archie Bradley is uh, uh, another guy that'll probably, you know, be available in those bull- in the bullpen. And, uh, um, and, uh, and a guy that, uh, that strikes me, is, and he, this would be a, a, a reuniting uh, cause if they would bring a guy like Luke Jackson back who came up with the Rangers came up and struggled a little bit here, got traded to Atlanta for some starting pitching and ended up getting it together in Atlanta and became a pretty good bullpen hand. He might be another guy that, you know, I could see them bringing back here. And then like, you know, Matt Moore's out there. Brad Boxberger's another guy that's out there. Um, and we, we've talked a little bit about him. He's been a closer in the past, still has a big arm. Um, but there's lots of guys out there. There's, um, you know, I don't know exactly who they're looking to bring in here. I don't know exactly what they want, and I don't know. And it could just be a case like we talked about where, you know, they they may look to fill those roles behind LeClerc and uh, Hernandez with some of these young starters that aren't going to be starters this year. Yeah, and, you know, I, there's, there's probably two – I'm going to guess that there's probably two mindsets or two approaches that they – could take and one is hey let's get let's get a high quality maybe one high quality or even two high quality relievers while they're out there and bring them in and now we've got their insurance or they could see what they've got and and then go get somebody later because those guys are always it's a revolving door with bullpen guys they're always available i just think the reason and this is why i think getting an insurance free agent type 
is a better deal just because you may not because if you're going to go get somebody the more you got to give up for them and i just would hate to see them give up some of their top we've seen it happen way they give up top talent in their in their in their organization for a bullpen guy that comes over you're not trying to throw some well i was gonna say you're not trying to you're not trying to throw somebody owen white for jesse chavez Right, you know, a hot hand. You know, it's like I I don't like that. So I would rather see it that way. But again, we have a. I believe I finally, you know, I believe in this organization that they want what I want, and I'm gonna go ahead and trust with the process here. Believe it or not, me, and just know that just kind of trusting what they what they go out there and do. Uh, But I think you kind of have two different approaches you can take. I think once we get through kind of the winter meetings and start seeing who signs where, uh, we'll kind of see what that strategy is with the Rangers. No problem. They might even tell us outright what their strategy is. So, well, and I think they kind of have been for the last couple of years. I mean, they were they even before Chris Young was here and and John Daniels was. He, I mean, he t- he flat out said that hey, these are going to be rebuilding years, and I think that really took a toll. I think. When they didn't go for it in 2017, when they still have Cole Hamels and and you Darvish on the on the front end of their rotation, and they didn't go for it, I think that really hurt uh, the development of some of the other guys too. It didn't. It wasn't just. It wasn't just uh, you know Cole Hamels and you Darvish that they wasted a year of. It was like the idea that like Odor Mazzara. All those guys took yeah. steps back. Even Elvis. Yeah, yeah. And and then, you know, Elvis had had such a good year in 16 and then was, was not very good at all at 17. Odor took a step back. Um, Gallo was playing all over the diamond. They didn't really have a set spot for him. They were trying to figure out what they could get out of him. And it just it didn't, you know, I mean, they just, I don't know. It just didn't end up being uh, as pr- productive as it probably could have been going well, forward if they would have stayed that course of trying to win. Like, right. I don't think I, those guys I, might have turned into the oblivion that they turned into um, had they not continued to like start winning and focus on winning and keeping the winning going. But hey. instead, they took that step back and, and the whole team did. Right. And, and you'd preach to the choir here. Because, you know, you've heard me say so many times and give so many examples, rebuilt so much faster and more successfully uh, without without having to do some of the – going through some of the grown pains that the Rangers have gone through. But, you know, this is no time to cry over spilled milk. Uh, brother, I think we I think we had a, a rock and roll show today, uh, a lot of energy, really excited about where the Rangers are going. And, I mean, can you believe, like, I am who I am right now? I can't because last year I kept trying to explain this process to you and you were not having any of my, my, my thought process on where they were going. And I get it. I mean, I've been around the Rangers franchise now for over 20 years, almost over 30 years almost. And, and, and kind of watching them as my, as my local team. And I mean, you know, if if it wasn't for the 95, 90, or the 96, 97, 99 Rangers, I may never even jumped on board with them. You know, I may right. never have even become a fan 
So, like, I mean, that's all about winning, you know. I mean, those teams were winning teams, and that was what brought brought us aboard. Who knew that they were going to go into oblivion for 10 years after that? But, yeah, you know, I think he kind of did whenever they – because that year that they signed A-Rod, they didn't just sign A-Rod. They signed, like, Ken Caminetti and – I mean, they spent a ton of money on all these uh, position players. And then – you know, didn't spend any money on pitching and like couldn't figure out why they weren't winning with Rick Helling uh, and Aaron Seeley uh, and uh, uh, you know that was their rotation uh, guys and it's like, goddamn! I mean, you can't ask those guys uh, to go out and win thirty ball games for you. Uh, come on, come on. Well, brother, hey, as always, it's been a pleasure. Um, I think we can wrap the wrap the thing up today. Um, I think we're almost to the to the end of it. I think maybe maybe tomorrow or to the end of kind of the around the horn thing, I think tomorrow we can uh, probably kind of talk about this rotation, what it looks like now and close the door on that. And, um, well, and then you know, up the, update these as we are talking about. So I don't want to get to that point. <laughs> yeah, or well, I do want to get to that point. Actually. I hope that like, you know, it's Carlos Rodon and, and uh, uh, Senga and all kinds of pieces in here that's, that uh, that move us on to that next level of being a winning franchise. Yep, yep, love it, man. Well, we'll uh, we're gonna be back tomorrow as per usual with a fresh take uh, on uh, some some the starting rotation. Uh, just want to take a second just to thank everybody for listening. It's always a pleasure. Uh, really excited just to talk Texas Rangers baseball thank my co-host for keeping me keeping me on the bandwagon in the in the in in 2020 jesus uh you know so uh yeah big thanks to everybody that listens uh boy you got anything you want to say to uh to the peeps before we close out just uh let's let's hope the winter meetings give us something good to talk about tomorrow before we talk about starting pitching love it love it hey this is texas rangers with the boys we are the boys signing out <laughs>